to inform you have been institutionalized. Hosted by Tyler Mize, Curtis Langston, Zoe Boyette, Dominique Beatty. For all intents and purposes, these are based off of real narratives and stories. In the Mississippi State female prison system, on a random Wednesday, the entire bathroom starts to flood. Weeks go by, the scent is horrible, and there's mold all over the walls. One prisoner decides to write a letter. Dear Mom, please get this to anyone that cares. They moved 70 of us to Block A. It was a horrible place, even on the outside, but now the entire bathroom area is flooded with all of the water from the sewer. There is urine and feces everywhere, which is starting to mold all of the walls. It's horrible, and it smells so bad, and we still have to clean it. They still make us take showers every day at the same time. I've never knew what it felt like to not be clean. My old cellmate got moved to Block B, and apparently all of their sink water is completely destroyed. They have to boil it for drinking and cooking and anything. I never thought people would have to do that. I know that their bathrooms work perfectly fine and our water is fine, but they won't even let us coexist or trade any of that stuff. We are completely isolated. One of us not being able to ever be clean and the other one of us not being able to drink or make food with proper water. Please get this to someone that you think would care. I love you, Mom. Mississippi Today said, 720 is a roach-infested, filthy, uninhabitable lockdown building with sewage problems, and that the impending move is reflective of a pattern of unequal treatment of women at CMCF. CMCF is the only state-run prison specifically for women and juveniles, but since the early 2000s, MDOC has housed more men than women there. Before the end of April, MDOC plans to move the women from their current housing in 1A yard the buildings were condemned in the 70s and reinstated in the 2000s. The International Marxist Humanist said the A building has been required to use a pump to run the flooding water and so on into the septic system whenever it rains. Sewer water backs up into that building's bathroom so badly that prisoners have to literally wade through shit to go to the toilets or to the showers. B buildings has had sewage backed up into their bathroom several times as well, but not to the point where they've needed to use a pump. But, on the other hand, B Buildings water smells like sewage too and tastes putrid about 70% of the time. We have little choice except to boil the water in the microwave and drink it. MS Today said elderly women could be negatively impacted due to access to care. The architecture of the unit is also set up for men with open shower bays and urinals instead of single stalls. Go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm here to make this very, and I mean very important announcement. Have you, and I should say, hopefully, a loved one has been affected by the bathroom flooding in prison? And if so, please call 1-800-UNFLOOD to see if your voice could help get better plumbing services and maids in local prison. Now, you may not care too much about this, 
And um, maybe some people feel like you really shouldn't. But me personally, I think it is a good importance. And I would like to believe in my pain very much. And I mean very much matter very much. So, if you could, please, in your heart, call our number. And we can help each other out. You, in terms of getting better plumbing services and the maintenance. And me, as in helping another fellow person out. Now, I really... And I mean, really appreciate the good help. And this is going a long way to help us in a near and hopefully dear future. So, Tyler, what do you think would help uh, the plumbing systems in prisons? So, in the prisons, to help with the plumbing issues, obviously, there's really bad waste problems. And the waste is inhibiting these people from being able to take clean showers. So, what I would suggest is that the prisoners do almost like a trade-off system where if the showers are working in one bathroom, then the prisoners from another building could go use that one. And vice versa, if the sinks are working, they could kind of trade off. So in addition to these trade-offs, is there any other suggestions that y'all would like to add to this pressing problem? Yes, I think that as a state, we should address our condemning policies because if a building has been condemned before, more than likely the issues haven't been solved. There were the reasons that were condemned, so it's inevitably going to have to be condemned again. So once a building is condemned, it doesn't need to be reopened. It should be restructured completely and then reevaluated. Uh, one small tidbit I would have to say that could be very helpful for the issue is maybe to go ahead and spread awareness on social media and also speak with the state about it to like get some type of awareness and maybe free up some potential. But something I want to ask you is how is your opinion about the matter? So I picked this topic because I was looking into prisons. I have um, unfortunately a lot of knowledge of them because I used to be a criminal justice major in college. This was a topic that I hadn't even seen anywhere in any of the textbooks, but it is an issue in not just our state. There are several states that have these problems and even an international problem with plumbing and care for prisoners due to plumbing. Furthermore, women are really impacted by this issue because there are a few women in prisons and there has always been that way, so the bathrooms, as previously stated, are not set up for them. Therefore, there are urinals that are not being used at all and still flooding and causing all of these issues. So, Tyler, what do you think it is like for these women to take showers? So, personally, for me, when I think of this um, person issue, I think about women taking showers and being standing in very dirty water that inhibits them from getting clean. And in prisons, women and other jail members, even men, are required to take showers and are held to specific rules and guidelines on how they should take care of themselves. And if they are not meeting these requirements, they will... Um, be disciplined and with the sewage problems if they are standing in dirty water and not being able to properly clean themselves and it's not their fault then they are going to be disciplined for something that is really not their fault at all so they're just going to have to keep getting dirty and not being able to take showers to clean themselves and getting in trouble for something that isn't their fault and needs to be attended to. Now, we always talk about, well, now, so far in this episode, we have been talking about the prisoner and how this affected the prisoner. But really, we need to also think about the guards as well because 
while there are some who have this discrimination against prisoners, their lives are also at risk with this unsanitary environment. Think about how all these chemicals and all these germs all surrounding them could affect them in their day-to-day lives. They could end up with sickness and other things in between, which could negatively affect their performance, as well as the potential dangers they could face from prisoners who may have a sentimental about them oppressing them in a certain type of way, and their lives are endangered because of this issue. Okay, so Dominic, how do you think that this issue affects prisoners on a moral standpoint? So for one, this is just it's da- what's happening to these prisoners and also what like the guards are having to do with as backlash of this is just downright disrespectful and disgusting. It's unfair and it's cruel and unusual punishment. No matter what a prisoner is imprisoned for, they are told that they have their rights and one of those rights is having a clean place to lay their head and to shower and all those things. And if we aren't, as a society, we aren't providing them with a clean place to live, how are we expecting them to rehabilitate themselves into the real world back again? If we're going to continue to perpetuate and then being in prison, we're making the issue that we keep complaining about worse. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Incarcerated, where we discuss the pressing issue of problematic sewage systems in jails and how they are affecting the prisoners in these penitentiaries and jails. We will see you in next week's episode where we discuss um, feminine hygiene issues regarding menstruation cycles and feminine, feminine hygiene product distribution.